So we align ourselves to what we might call the sacred. Mm. We chant the sacred. We don't just think it or write about it, we intone it. Mm. Sacred is, is felt intimate. It's not an idea. It's not something out there. It's something that moves you, moves through you. You could say it's life itself, life force itself. Even more profoundly, it's nature of awareness itself, which is invested in consciousness, which we take so much for granted and use and abuse and casual about or get tangled up in this amazing gift you can't buy it you can't own it you can't have it uh, it's beyond that it's sacred it's unique in the sense that every moment of it is not like the last. It's not standard, it's not categorizable. It's beyond classifications in that respect. It's not delayed in time. It doesn't get better or worse. Our access to it may get better or worse. <laughs> but uh, this is, a, this is another domain of experience. Experience which is not clung to, not an object of thought, an object of mind. It's the subject. The supreme subject, you could say. Mm. Completely intimate. More intimate than one's thoughts which roll by. One's moods, which wash and wave, it's, it's more intimate than that. More intimate than the person, even, in which we can think about, adjust, is formed, conditioned. More intimate than that. Mm. And it's from access to this, or recreation of this, or that true values and virtues are sustained, uplifted, yeah, and purify the person. The person comes from being just a kind of series of social circumstances <laughs> into... Um, it's called the Sapurisa, the person of integrity. 
whose actions and speech and purpose is aligned to Dhamma, to the way, the way out of suffering and stress. And this is the way we are cultivating meditation, recollection, actions, cultivating in accordance with the principles of the way. gives us our hearts a sense of purpose which illuminates the person even goes beyond beyond the person and strange enough it gives the heart an autonomy which the person doesn't have the person is always hooked up to social circumstances relatives things to do history um, yeah, it's it's a package that needs to be carefully cleaned and tidied, and it's a sacred coming into that that makes that possible. And then we are at Sapurisa, person of integrity, whose manifestations, actions are for the welfare, their own welfare, the welfare of others. It's sacred. Of the other aspect, we are encouraged to frequently recollect uh, mortality. The Buddha went forth recognizing mortality on his own and those of his friends and relatives, his son, wife, those who were held dear, recognizing he was not able to save them from sickness and death, decay couldn't save himself, how could he save others from this? Is there a way out of this? Mm. That gives this quality called Sangvega, sense of spiritual purpose, mm. hones, shapes the life, shapes our mind. Mm. If what we are, if our ability to be aware is in this form is limited, how do we want to use it? If the moment that's here now will never come again, how do we want to enter, open to that, learn from it? Even if it's unpleasant. Even if it challenges us, how do we want to open and learn from that? sense of purpose to liberate the citta from anticipation, expectation, ups and downs, possibilities, the future, the past. Yes. So it sits in its own purity and is able to illuminate the world. We recollect the Buddha who perfected that, 
and the possibilities that he passed on to accomplish it. It gives a sense of urgency, which is not a panic. Mm, sense of purpose. The fundamental purpose is to purify. And so as we come into the occasion that our life, our karma, our circumstances are permitting, physical conditions can be sick, tired, stressed, you know. Can you begin to acknowledge this all comes down to physical feeling, mental feeling, energies, and awareness of that. And as long as we can breathe, as long as we can breathe, maintain awareness, there's a possibility to dislodge depression, anxiety, grudge from their hold. Because you work on breathing and awareness on the energies that these the unwholesome, unhelpful states get stuck in. Purify the energy. It doesn't have to be powerfully vigorous. It just has to be where it is. If it's quiet, diminished, we relate to that mindfully, giving it attention, giving it goodwill, protecting it as something precious, staying with it. Staying with the breath of our life, the breath of our mind, the breath of our heart. Will not come again. Hold it as something sacred and it will serve you beautifully well. So, uh, whenever 
snagging comes up, something sticks, or you find yourself spinning or blocked, struggling, losing clarity. Yeah, this is where investigation is important. You must always retain faith. It's a sense of this is something that can be witnessed. Uh, it's not anything going wrong exactly. It's just uh, something, a glitch somewhere, <laughs> you could say, in the chitta. Maintain the sense of the heart being unflurried by that. Okay, so what's happening in the mind? Mind is spinning or stuck or obsessive. What's happening in the body? Where is the body now? What parts are lighting up? What parts have disappeared? Let's put aside the mental aspect for a few moments and return to descending down the body, sides of the body, bits you don't notice, the back, down your back. Pieces that are perhaps absent. It's not just what's present, it's also what's absent. Pieces slip away, drift away. And we enter into a lesser and complete mode of being. And this makes one vulnerable. Fullness of the body embodiment trickling down into the soles of the feet palms the hands and the space around you is that can you sense that Maybe the most important piece, space around you. This is where the body experiences triggering, feeling lost or uncertain or unsafe. Really settling into fullness. The atmosphere of goodwill, not a frustration or being puzzled, but just equanimous, open hearted. Mm. The heart's tone remaining empathic. When we're feeling what's happening. 
stuck onto an idea, memory, should be, shouldn't be, I am, I'm not. Mm. We ought to, he is, they're not. It's kind of trapped like a fly on the window pane, can't get out. This is agitation, being disturbed. It creates the scenario of the person in the world. It's here and now. There is no person in the world. It's just awareness, perceptions, feelings, impressions, energies. And they stick, agitate, comes up is the impression of the person in the world. A world that is hostile, uncaring, afflictive or one doesn't feel in harmony with. Same for everyone. Return where there is harmony, acknowledgement of struggle, suffering, placing awareness on these triggering points in the body or in the heart, bring the two together, breathing in, breathing out. We don't create a way out of suffering. We don't create a way out of suffering. What occurs is the meeting of the heart, meeting awareness where there is this, we've got to the intimate point of the struggle. Awareness opens the way. What sees or experiences place that's ready for release. Mm. 
place where hanging on becomes evident and the possibility of relinquishment invites the heart
So as we rise to the surface of consciousness, consciousness is surfaces of sight, sound, and so on, sense consciousness. Stay in the heart, stay in the center, stay in the body, stay in your center, and take it slowly, hearing, feeling the presence of the physical body, opening the physical body, straightening, small movements, small movements which have no purpose other than just to almost snuggle into its physicality. Almost feeling it out, its mobility, textures. The eyes see light, shapes, colours, and something rather wonderful about manifestation when you open to it from the centre, from the sacred place. It's just wow. How does all this happen? This manifestation. Mm. Without owning it, claiming it, or ignoring it. So let's uh, pay respects to the Triple Gem. Sangho Sangham Namah